0: This is our Ancient Greece podcast by Don, Maisie, and Ethan. So we are going to tell all of y'all about Ancient Greece, Athens and Sparta, the Peloponnesian and Persian War, and Alexander the Great and Hellenistic culture. I'm just going to be throwing out as as much information about these topics as I can, because believe me, it's going to be a lot more than you're going to want to know.
1: If you were wondering, which you're probably not because, I don't know about you, but world history is definitely not a topic I'd listen to for fun. But that's just me. Um, as I was saying, the Minoans were the first Greek civilization and they were peaceful people. The Mycenaeans were luxurious and rich and just happened to always be looking for a fight. Jeez, that's a lot of different people in um, The government of city-states went like this, monarchy, which is one-person rules, aristocracy, a few nobles rule, oligarchy, a few people, a few powerful rich elites, and finally democracy, many people rule. Greeks happened to share language and religion, three major famous philosophers of ancient Greece happened to be Socrates. He questioned people and ended up getting killed. Fun. Um he was the tutor of Plato as well. Um Plato, he was a student of Socrates Socrates correction. And a tutor of Aristotle. He believed that philosophical oh my God. Philosophers should rule. and Aristotle, he classified things and had Alexander the Great as his student. Now moving on to Athens and Sparta. Um, Athen- now moving on to Athens and Sparta, a strange but interesting topic. No, nah, I'm just kidding. This bores me, but you know, you gotta enjoy this one way or another. Um, Athens was located in the northeastern part of Greece, and the war and they worshipped Athena. They literally only let adult males who were of Athenian an- ancestry vote. That's so unfair to us women, like, I'm a woman. Um, Between the rich and the poor, there had been many civil wars. Um, That was by, well, after 594 BCE. The Athenians appointed a guy named Saloon to reform, or Salon, no, (laughs) Saloon, (laughs) to reform their government. He made it where more people were allowed to be involved in the government and outlawed debt slavery. He also made economic reforms with the political reforms he made. Uh, Athens ended up returning back to its turbulent ways once Selene died. Okay, that was the quick overview on Athens. Now it's time for Sparta. Sparta was located in the southern parts of Greece. It was different from the other city-states because it was a military state. The government was the Council of Elders, which they created laws for the assembly to vote on. You may be wondering what the assembly is, right? It's just composed of all the adult males of Spartan ancestry that owned all land. Two kings managed the military in Sparta. The social class went from citizens to non-citizens to helots, which were Spartan slaves, and then the slaves. The helots and slaves had outnumbered the citizens eight to one. The men's life in Sparta was completely revolved around the military. Um, From ages seven to 65, they were moved to live in military barracks. They had rigorous training. They weren't given enough food to encourage fighting and stealing. The Spartan military created the toughest warriors in Greece, Um, but the women in sparta they had more freedoms than they did in athens oh, my God. they were allowed to, they were physically active and they were allowed to participate in sports and yeah
0: next we will be getting into the persian war the persian war all started with a man named darius who was the king of persia darius went out and invaded the small greek islands of ionia The Greeks did not like this, so they revolted, and so Persia vowed to destroy Athens. Soon after, Darius, the king of Persia, had died of old age, so this left his son, Xerxes, to be the new king of Persia. Next will come the Battle of the Marathon. Sorry, the Battle of the Marathon. This is when some Athenian soldiers met the Persians at the city of Marathon. It was obvious that the Greeks were greatly outnumbered. But although the Persians lacked the discipline to take on the battle like this, so Athens prevailed and won the battle with many Persian casualties. Not long after, Persia, Persia had sent in the naval fleet headed towards Athens, which gave a lot of doubt to the Athenians. The Athenian generals sent out their fastest runner to run into the city and tell the city of their victory. So Athens was not given up. Athens then sent out their army, which scared off the naval fleet from Persia. At this moment, Xerxes had promised to avenge his father's death. At a small mountain named Thermopylae, 7,000 Greeks ran into, into the entire Persian army. The Greeks knew what they were facing, so they retreated. They weren't able to do this alone, so 300 of the Greeks had to stay back and hold off the Persian army, which led led to the deaths of all of the 300. These deaths inspired the Greeks. At this point, Xerxes had reached the city of Athens, then burned the city to the ground. Xerxes then watched as his army was taken down by the Greek fleet. As the Persians were retreating home, the Spartans met them on land and took them down, with the Persians taken down and Athens and Sparta were rivals again. They then made their own Greek alliances to counter off against each other. Next I will be getting into the Peloponnesian War. To start things off, after the Persian War, since Athens was destroyed, most of the cities around helped to rebuild uh, the whole city of Athens. These cities came together to form an alliance called the Delian League. To counter this, the Spartans made an alliance of themselves, which they called the Peloponnesian League. Tensions grew between these two leagues, so then the Peloponnesian League declared war on the Delian League. During the second year of the war, Sparta made an attempt to surround all of Athens. So while Sparta controlled all of the land, the Spartans then burned all of the Athenian food, although Athens still controlled the harbor so they could ship in food. During the second year of the war, a plague hit Athens, which killed 50% of their population. Sadly, over the years, Athens recovered, but never regained their strength. So after 27 years of the war, Athens surrendered. Then, most of the people wanted to burn all of Athens once again. But Sparta spared the city because of their help against Persia. Otherwise, they would have never gotten through the Persian War.
2: I begin with Alexander the Great's father, King Philip. King Philip united the city-states of Greece and transformed his army to the best ground force. But this isn't about King Philip, so enough about him. Born in Pella in 356 B.C., Alexander showed great promise at an early age. He was tutored by Aristotle at his father's request, and he loved the Iliad. In fact, he slept with it under his pillow every night. At age 16, he was given control of the Macedonian cavalry, but was soon exiled due to a fight between him and his father. At his daughter's wedding, Philip asked Alexander to come back. Coincidentally, Philip was murdered. Alexander quickly secured the crown. He burned down Thebes just to prove a point. No one else rebelled. With everyone under his control, he continued his father's legacy and attacked Persia. Two years later, he had conquered most of the Persian Empire. In the same year, Alexander and his army marched into Egypt, and Alexander was crowned Pharaoh and made a god. While he was in Egypt, Alexander founded Alexandria after himself, then went on. To create around 12 Alexandrian cities. Alexander marched his troop through the desert of Central Asia into the Ganges River. On the way, they faced war elephants. At this time, Alexander gave in and they went home. Alexander and his men returned to Babylon in Persia. They fought for 11 years and never lost a battle. In 323 BC, Alexander became suddenly sick with fever. 11 days later, he died. As he lay dying in his bed, he told his generals to the strongest as to who would rule his empire. The empire was split between three of his strongest generals after lots of fighting. And that is the end of Alexander the Great. Now on to Hellenistic culture. Alexander the Great's most lasting contribution is the spread of Hellenistic culture. Hellenistic culture is a blend of Greek, Egyptian, Persian, and Indian culture. Hellenistic scientific advancements started in Alexandria, Egypt. Two of the advancements were of astrology and Ptolemy. not sure if I'm saying that correctly. Astronomy stated that the sun was bigger than the earth, and the earth and other planets moved around the sun. Ptolemy stated that the earth is the center of the universe. The mathematical advancements were by Euclid, who wrote the Book of Elements, which is the only book read more than the Bible, and Archimedes, who estimated pi, created the law of a lever, invented a compound pulley, and invented Archimedes' screw for raising water. During Hellenistic time, Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle continued to rule philosophical circles. Two new ways of thinking came out as well. Sto- Echrism probably butchered that. And Epicureanism probably butchered that one too. Stoichrism stated people should live in harmony with natural law and avoid vices and human desire. Epicureanism stated the universe is composed of atoms and ruled by gods who have no human interest. The main goal was for humans to achieve harmony of the body and mind. An advancement in art was realism, where sculptors and artists began to create more realistic and emotional works. It showed wrinkles and pain instead of perfection. Many architecture wonders were created during the Hellenistic age, such as the Great Library, Colossus of Rhodes, and the Great Lighthouse. This concludes the Hellenistic portion of portion of the podcast which means this is the end of the podcast so I hope you enjoyed listening to me talk for like four minutes straight and pronounce a whole bunch of words wrong
0: okay to wrap up this podcast I'm going to go over all of the key points in the major topics for ancient Greece it is key to know that the Minoans had the first Greek civilization Some major governments that you'll see very frequently throughout history is a monarchy. This is where one person rules out of all of the people. Next is aristocracy, and this is when a few nobles rule all of the land. Then we have oligarchy, oh gosh, Uh, I don't know if I pronounced that right, but this is uh, when few powerful and also, few rich rule all of the land. And finally, we have democracy. And this is uh, uh, sorry, this is what most countries are fond of nowadays, and this is when many people rule. Now it comes to Athens and Sparta. And to start things off, Athenians were not very fond of the female role in society. So they only let adult males who were of Athenian ancestry vote. Uh, Now we have Sparta, which is located in the southern part of Greece. They had their form of government in a council they called the Council of Elders. Men's life in Sparta completely revolved around a military training. But hey. At least a woman had more freedom in Sparta. Next, we have the Persian War. This one is quick and easy. Basically, all you need to know is that Athens and Sparta teamed up to take on Persia. At the time, Persia was ruled by a man named Darius, who then later died of old age, and that gave their leadership to Xerxes, his son. After both the Battle of the Marathon In the Battle of Thermopylae, Thermopylae, Xerxes reached Athens and burned it to the ground. As Persia was retreating, Sparta met them on land and defeated the Persians. After this, Athens and Sparta were once again rivals. And And after this, they made their own alliances, in which Athens called their alliance the Delian League and the Spartans called their alliances the Peloponnesian League. Basically, in their battle, Sparta surrounded all of Athens and tried to cut off their sorts of food. Joke's on them, Athens still had their harbor. But, unfortunately, in the second year of the war, a plague hit Athens, which killed 50% of their population, which led to their surrender in the 27th year of the war. Next is the man himself, Alexander the Great. Alexander the Great was tutored by Aristotle. Then after he was exiled, he found himself back and assumed the position under the crown. He then attacked Persia to gain most of the Persian Empire. With this empire, he marched into Egypt and was crowned Pharaoh, which was basically a god to everyone. Next comes Hellenistic culture. And to start it off, I'll be telling you that Hellenistic culture is a blend of Greek, Egyptian, Persian, and Indian culture. Also, the the philosophers Socrates or Socrates, Plato, and Aristotle continued to rule ph- philosophical circles, which came to new ways of thinking such as Stoicism and Epicureanism. Well, this concludes our history podcast for me, Maisie, and Don. Thank you for listening.